0: To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at PaulStoneSports.org. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello again, I'm Paul Stone, and welcome to Episode 54 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. This week's podcast titled, The Most Important Position in Sports. Uh, This is going to be one of my shorter podcasts. It's already... uh, past 8.30 p.m. Central on Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, I'm going to be up certainly no later than 2.30 tomorrow morning for a long day of travel. So we're going to get straight to this week's topic. Going to be short and sweet. Hopefully there's going to be something valuable in here for you, and I'm going to have some exciting details towards the end as well. Those of us, first of all, who handicap college football seriously, are well aware of the changing face of the sport of college football. And from a roster standpoint, I'm not sure any of the multifaceted changes have more of an impact on handicapping than the transfer portal. And I know we've talked about it before on uh, previous podcasts, uh, but not in depth. And I'm going to touch on one element of the transfer portal that I think is very critical and very important in kind of a way to make it a little more manageable. You know, there's so much movement uh, with the transfer portal, so many players changing addresses, that it's virtually impossible to keep up with each and every move. You know, I think it's natural for most handicappers, including myself myself at times, to to think, you know, it's too big. It's too massive. You know, I can't keep up with it all. You know, heck, I can't even keep up with the impactful transfers. You know, where do I start? Or worse yet, if you get to the point of saying, why even bother? Because there's just so much going on in that transfer portal. So we're going to start again uh, with basically the title or the title uh, of today's podcast, The Most Important Position in Sports. Everybody probably agrees, maybe not everybody, but most of us would probably agree that quarterback is the most important position in all of sport. Not every team's roster is going to be impacted by a quarterback addition or subtraction from the transfer portal, but some will. So I think it's important to take, if you will, a long, hard look its schools which are among those impacted by the portal uh, at that key quarterback position i'm not saying you you ignore all the other position areas whether they be traditional returning players or players picked up through the portal or, or new recruits or whatever you know i'm absolutely not saying that but again make the portal more manageable by examining and honing in first of all on the quarterbacks moving from one school to another. Interestingly, at least in my mind this season, we have a couple of conferences who have quite a bit of portal impact, if you will, at the quarterback position heading into 2022, those being the Big 12 and the Pac-12. So let's look, first of all, at the Big 12 and uh, how those some of those teams are impacted at that critical quarterback position. We're going to start with the co-favorites in that conference, and those being Texas and Oklahoma. uh, In that order, in my mind, Texas uh, a slight favorite over Oklahoma. Some of you are probably calling me a a fool right now, but I think Texas is uh, maybe just a half-point point point higher than Oklahoma power-rated during the season. You look at their quarterbacks. Texas's quarterback position, although some have probably already anointed Ohio State transfer Quinn Ewers uh, as the Longhorn starting quarterback, you can't not count out uh, last year's co-starter Hudson Card. Uh, you know Card had mixed results last year for the Longhorns, splitting time with Casey Thompson, Thompson who's now moved on to Nebraska, where he's expected to be the Cornhuskers' uh, starting quarterback. But Quinn Ewers. Considered, you know, I think he's probably the he is the favorite to be the starter for the Longhorns when they open the season uh the first Saturday in September at home against Louisiana Monroe. But you can't count out Hudson Card. But Ewers, the likely I make it fifty five forty five Ewers is the opening game starter. So Ewers out of the transfer portal from Ohio State, Texas's most likely starter quarterback. Then you look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma has lost a lot of players through the transfer portal, most notably key offensive players uh, who followed Lincoln Riley to USC uh, when Riley left Oklahoma to take the Southern Cal job. Uh, And among those was their true freshman. This year he'll be a true sophomore quarterback from the Washington, D.C. area, Caleb Williams. So Caleb Williams goes to USC. New head coach Brent Venables needs a quarterback, and that quarterback will be from the transfer portal. Central Florida quarterback Dylan Gabriel, uh, who got hurt early in the year last year. I think it was maybe on the final play of the game against Louisville, it seems like. But Gabriel missed most of 2021, but he is certainly the Sooners' presumptive starter. So the two co favorites in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma, very well might have starting quarterbacks obtained through the transfer portal. A key part of this is kind of evaluating how that position is stacks up, we'll say, compared to last year when you're crafting that power rating. Is Texas better with, with Ewers or a more experienced Hudson Card this year than they were last year with Card and Casey Thompson? I would say so. Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel, um, you know, I, I think highly of Gabriel, but I think there's some drop-off there from uh, Caleb Williams, who's moved on to USC. So you'll you'll make those assessments and those judgments using your own techniques, your own skills, your own feel for that position. Kansas State, another team. And I think Kansas State, they're kind of a sneaky uh, contender. They might not win the Big 12. Probably won't win the Big 12, but I certainly think they will play a factor in the race before all all is said and done. And they pick up from Nebraska, Adrian Martinez, a guy who had some turnover problems there in Lincoln, but a true dual threat quarterback, a great runner, um, a guy who I think started 38 games in his career at Nebraska. So their former quarterback, Kansas State's Skyler Thompson, now out of eligibility. Adrian Martinez comes to Manhattan and will be Kansas State's starting quarterback uh, out of the transfer portal. Then West Virginia, uh, certainly in the bottom half, predictions of the the Big 12. But West Virginia picks up JT Daniels. So JT Daniels started, obviously, at Southern Cal. He moved east to Georgia. And now he moves up uh, north and a little bit to the east, I guess, to West Virginia. And a lot of people may be curious: Is how did JT Daniels end up at, at West Virginia? And the connection there is his former offensive coordinator at Southern Cal, Graham Harrell, uh, has been hired as the Mountaineers' new offensive quarterback, uh, coordinator, rather uh, by Mountaineer head coach Neil Brown. So the connection there is Graham Harrell was formerly Daniels' OC at USC. So uh, JT Daniels there at West Virginia. Then you look at the Pac-12. They've got a number of quarterbacks who are likely starters who uh, are coming to their new teams out of the, the portal. One team got impacted very negatively by a play uh, by a player leaving fairly late in the process to another school, leaving that school uh, without a proven commodity at quarterback. And we'll touch on that team in the Pac-12 uh, before we move away from this league. The most notable quarterback. Uh, Addition uh, to the Pac-12 rosters, uh, we've mentioned him already. Caleb Williams coming over from uh, Oklahoma, who started uh, most of the season last year as a true freshman for the Sooners, a big-time five-star quarterback. Uh, came down to Oklahoma, Maryland, and there was one of the school in there, and I don't, I don't want to misstate who it, who it was, but he's from the Washington, D.C. area. Guy's a big-time quarterback. Follows Riley to Los Angeles. Then you look at Oregon. Uh, Oregon picks up Bo Nix. Uh, Bo Nix moving from Auburn, Alabama, to Eugene, Oregon. And I think this is right. A lot of this is from memory, but uh, you might ask, how did Bo Nix end up in Eugene, Oregon? And his—I think it was his offensive coordinator his freshman year was a guy named Kenny Dillingham, who's well known. Uh, in the college football coaching fraternity and among, you know, football handicappers, even that maybe follow the sport very closely. But Kenny Dillingham, I believe, was Bo Nix's offensive coordinator during Nix's freshman season uh, there at uh, Auburn. And you might remember that uh, Nix uh, threw a touchdown pass towards the end of that game. Auburn didn't deserve to win. Uh, but threw a touchdown pass near the end of that season opening game uh, to defeat Oregon that true freshman season. So kind of interesting twist on things there. But Bo Nix goes to Oregon uh, and reunites with his former offensive coordinator at Auburn, Kenny Dillingham. Then you look at Washington State, and and they kind of followed the lead, not that they're the only – that. Western Kentucky was the first school to do it. But Western Kentucky, before the 2021 season, uh, picked up Bailey Zappi out of Houston Baptist University, who put up pinball-like numbers uh, at HBU, uh, Houston Baptist, an FCS school there, goes to Western Kentucky, uh, very successful there, puts up uh, you know big-time numbers for the Hilltoppers as well. So Washington State, they need a quarterback uh, to come to Pullman. So they go into the FCS ranks, also to the state of Texas. This time, they don't go to uh, Houston Baptist, as Western Kentucky did, but rather they go to Incarnate Word and pick up Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward's a guy who can run the football, but they're getting him mostly for his uh, passing abilities. Uh, they're hoping that Ward's um, adaption to the Division I game, uh, the, the different types of athletes you face, the different pace of play, things like that, is similar to the uh, uh, development that Zappy had stepping up in class. So Washington State picks up Cameron Ward out of the portal from FCS member Incarnate Word. Then you've got Cal, not real notable. You know, Cal's not a team that a lot of people are expecting to make a whole lot of noise out there in Berkeley this year, although I will say that Justin Wilcox appears to have another a nice defense, and if they can get some offense, uh, you know they could at least play a factor in the race. But they went to the portal and they picked up Purdue transfer Jack Plummer, who started some games there in West Lafayette for the Boilermakers. So Jack Plummer out of the portal portal to Cal will be the uh, Golden Bears' likely starter, and then it'll be a race involving three or four candidates. But the uh, Washington Huskies. Uh, they pick up Michael Penix Jr. Uh, out of Indiana, a guy who's got a lot of talent, but he's had a lot of injury problems uh, through his collegiate career. Uh, he goes to the Huskies, and I should know this by memory, but Penix has some connection as well on the staff there uh, at Washington that drew him to the Huskies. So Michael Penix Jr., you know, I would give him the lead, give him the edge if he's healthy to being the Husky starter, but there is some competition some big-time recruits on hand uh, that he'll be uh, competing against. So Michael Penix, Jr. uh, there at Washington. And then a school that really got impacted by the transfer portal. uh, This school, though, negatively impacted uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I think they felt comfortable that he was going to come back. I think they felt like they maybe even had some assurances from their side of the story, their side of the story, you know, one side. But I think they believed Jaden Daniels was going to come back to Tempe, be their quarterback in 2022, and he transfers late to LSU. So the uh, Sun Devils lose their starting quarterback, their talented starting quarterback, kind of at the 11th hour. They don't have the ability or the time really to, um, you know, find a suitable replacement through the portal, if you will. So they have a couple of candidates, uh, more than a couple, but two primary candidates who have very little, basically zero experience at the major college level. So I think the Sun Devils are going to experience a uh, dramatic drop off there. And Arizona State has also suffered other losses through the portal. And that could be a challenging year for Herm Edwards and the Sun Devils there in Tempe. So those are just two conferences. and, And you can, you know, just looking at that quarterback position, there's a lot to digest. Just looking at those two leagues, the Big 12 and the Pac 12, solely at the quarterback position. So look at those players who are incoming, likely, the likely starters, compare their performance to this point in their career to the former starter, the 2021 starter, whomever that might be, and kind of develop a uh, opinion uh, as to whether that position is drastically improved, slightly improved. The same, uh, slightly worse, dramatically worse, whatever you use as a ranking system or a way of characterizing, uh, position, uh, analysis as you're doing power ratings, or just kind of however you do your, your, uh, handicapping, uh, analyze those positions and see what you, what you got there. Uh, very, uh, you know, very, uh, interesting stuff. And, uh, I think, uh, information worth taking a look at. I'm going to do my plug now, and this is a a pretty significant one, because earlier this week I unveiled my plans uh, for my 2022 college football full-season package. Uh, Full-season clients are going to get all my premium selections uh, from the last Saturday in August all the way through the national championship game in January for just $499. Uh, and now, kind of for the kicker, person signing up by June 30th, they're going to receive a series of bonuses. Uh, first of all, you're going to get my 21. I've made 21 uh, week one plays, week zero in week one plays, rather. Sides and totals to date. You'll receive all those plays. Also, you'll receive my nine game of the year plays that I've made to this point. Uh, and if that's not enough, you're also going to get my regular season Winto recommendations. I've made six of those plays to date. So you're going to get all that. And to top it off, if you're interested, and this is certainly not required, you know, some people might not care less about this opportunity, uh, but we'll have a 30 minute uh, telephone uh, conversation uh, where you'll, you know, and we'll give you more, I'll give you more time if you need it to discuss basically all things handicapping related. You could ask me any questions. You can even bend my ear with a specific, college football questions relating to the 2020 season, the 2022 season, if you wish. Uh, Again, all my selections, all those bonuses, uh, just $499 for the entire season. Go to paulstonesports.org to sign up. Again, that's paulstonesports.org to get signed up for all of my selections in college football, 2022 football season, plus all the mentioned bonuses seven straight winning seasons in college football at Paul Stone Sports as monitored by the Independent, the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. That covers over 700 selections, hit right at 57% against the number over the last seven seasons. Very proud of that. I'm going to give you a couple of selections. Those of you who listen to this early are going to benefit. Um, I apologize. I meant to get this done earlier, but it's just been a busy day. But I'm going to give you a tournament matchup in this week's Memorial Tournament, which is starting tomorrow morning on Thursday, June 2nd. Uh, there in Dublin, Ohio, going to give you a tournament selection and a first round selection. Uh, my tournament selection, tournament matchup, is going to be Rory McIlroy at minus 138 over Cameron Smith. That's a full tournament selection in the Memorial Tournament, and then a first round selection tomorrow, Thursday. June 2nd, first round only, Ricky Fowler minus 130 over Cameron Champ. So again, full tournament selection, McElroy minus 138 over Cameron Smith. First round matchup tomorrow on Thursday, the second, Ricky Fowler minus 130 over Cameron Champ. Appreciate you listening. Uh, have a great uh, great weekend. Hope you're month of June is off to a great start. It's going to be a great summer. College football is going to be here before we know it. It seems like the handicap of this sport uh, never ends, especially for those of us who partake in the uh, game of 11 to get back 10. Um, betting opportunities never cease, and they come out earlier and earlier. So thank you again for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm signing off uh, from the heart of East Texas. Have a great evening, a great weekend. Until next time, I'm Paul Stone.
0: Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions.